Imagine More is a weekly podcast that explores the stories, passions, successes, and failures of young, unconventional entrepreneurs. Chantel works to uncover the person behind the passion and unpack the ingredients of their entrepreneurial minds. What is it that makes them imagine more? Hey, and welcome back to the Imagine More podcast. Today, we are here with Mike Doyle. Mike started his animation company, Drive 80, in 2011 with a vision that regular equals boring. He's been told throughout his career to tone down this message, but has strayed from this advice because that's not what separates good from great. He sold everything back in March of 2015 to travel the U.S. full-time and landed in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm excited to learn more about Mike and what drew him to become an entrepreneur. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Hello. We are excited to have you and can't wait to learn more about your company, Drive 80, and what has inspired you to become an entrepreneur. Do you want to kick us all off with telling the listeners a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, yeah. Do you want to know kind of how I started it or, you know, I don't know, where do you want me to start? Yeah, let's dive deep. I mean, let's get, were you a four-year-old entrepreneur, five, when okay. did it all start? Um. I think when I was when I was little, I remember my mom got me an airbrush system for for my birthday or something, and I I remember creating flyers because I wanted to learn how to paint the nails of girls going to prom, and uh, I came up with a whole pricing structure and I designed this cool flyer and all these packages, and I never got off the air, but I was more excited about designing the flyer, and I think I just always had that. It, just urge to do my own thing and then I think I really uh really started it and took some action when I was 17 I was in a band with a bunch of buddies so we ended up quitting college and just touring for a couple years and then that broke up and I moved to LA for a little bit and while I was out there I was just trying to figure things out and this guy had a t-shirt I really liked it and he mentioned that it was he had designed it and he printed them and I thought, oh man, that's really cool because I grew up designing and I was really into that, but it took a backseat to music for a while and that led to buying a computer and realizing I needed to learn how to actually use Photoshop and Illustrator, um, started just buying t-shirts and, you know, I started making t-shirts and designing them uh, with really no purpose and why, which I realized later that no one really buys anything unless there's a reason for them to personally like be attached to it and that failed so and I was designing shirts in like Mac paint and that's what led back to the whole Photoshop Illustrator came back to Jersey uh, went to school for about a year or technical school graduated and just started doing design and that was pretty much it and uh, about a year and a half in I was I got a job I hated it hated working for someone learned about freelance and did that for about six six years and then the freelance gigs dried up and I was like let me start my own company so then now six years later here I am with drive 80 that's amazing. I want to talk a little bit about the freelance piece. Um, we haven't yeah. had any guests on the show yet that, that went through that route, um, or at least didn't really dive into. But so six years freelance, was then a tough kind of building a team and, um, you know, having to go into an office somewhere, even though it was your own business. Uh, I'd love to talk about that shift and those emotions there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I graduated from my school and I became a junior art director. And I met this guy who did freelance, and I was like, "Well, how do you do it?" He said, "Well, I charge anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred and fifty dollars an hour." And I just blew my mind because I was twenty-five at the time. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so much money!" 
And I was like, well, how do you get into it? He said, well, you just kind of start picking, taking projects on the side outside of work. So during the day, I was a junior art director for this pharmaceutical brand, and it sucked. And I hated it. And I'd go home, and I was living by myself in an apartment. And I would get like a six-pack of beer, and I would just start designing things. And I just started learning web stuff. And then I started telling people about it, and they'd say, oh, I need a website. And I would come in and say, well, you know, what are you looking for? And I had no idea. I had never built a website. I was like, you know, I'd come in super low to start. I'd say, look, I'll do it for 500 bucks or 200 bucks, I think was my first website. I was like, I'll do the website, I'll design it, and I'll program it, and I'll launch it for you for 200 bucks. And they're like, sure. And even though I didn't, you know, earn any money, the experience is what you really want to gain in the beginning. Like, so you want to go in low because you want to be able to take on something small, not that much risk. And learn because you're going to make so many mistakes, but the mistakes are kind of fun and that's – you have to make the mistakes to mold yourself into what you're going to become. And then when you get more comfortable and you do it over and over, then you start increasing your prices and then you have to learn how to ask people for more money and that's an interesting thing. Um, so yeah, so you kind of just balance it. You do – during the day, you do your day job and at night, you kind of just take on the projects that surround the thing that you want to do. And then may, and hopefully either you just decide to quit or an opportunity comes along and someone says, I have enough freelance work for you where you can just come on in, on board with me and do it. And that, that was the case with me. Um, but in that sense, that was interesting because I quit my full-time job, started working for him. I was charging like 65 bucks an hour, but he would kept just bouncing checks on me. And so that's a whole other experience where you need to make sure you have contracts with people and you can't ever just have one client be the majority of your business because then you're kind of handcuffed to them. And if the ship ever goes down for them, you're screwed. Yeah. And that was a big lesson. I bet. Absolutely. Can you tell us, tell the audience a little bit more about drive 80 drive 80 started off. Uh, I had, so I, if, kind of give you like a really short version about like starting off so while I was freelancing I started all these different partnerships with with friends and it was all these business partnerships and I'd try them and they'd fail because I just hated working with other people and the last one I did we actually started to really go in a good direction and right at the end of the year our first year of being together the partnership just disintegrated just it was like a hard cut and I was like you know what and, I, and we had established an LLC and I was like you know what? I really want to do a business let me establish an LLC and so when I started Drive 80, it was an LLC that, and I was like, well, I'll do everything. And about six months into doing everything, I realized that my week was just too scattered. One week would be brochures and stickers and, and a website, and the next week would be a video production and photography, and there was really no direction. So I read a book called Built to Sell, and he talked about doing one thing really well, and that was all he focused on. So I was like, well, video isn't going anywhere at all. And it's only increasing. This is around the time that YouTube became the number two search engine. So I said, let me just go strictly with video. I'm saying no to everything else. And about six, about four months after that, I decided to narrow it down even more to animation because that's something I'd also been doing for a really long time. And I did an explainer video. And someone said, that's a really super niche down thing that I think is going to catch on. And I said, all right, I'm going to do that. And that's why I, so I just said that. Drive 80 would just become an animation studio. That's all we would do, just do explainer videos, and that's all I've done since 2000, since right at the end of 2012. That's amazing. Yeah, we um, 
a little bit about our company. We haven't had a chance to talk offline, but social yeah. media marketing. And we've been really intentional about being hyper-focused on just handling social and not saying we do PR and websites uh, for a similar reason it sounds like like that book mentioned. Um, ours was a little less intentional. We just didn't know how to do those things, so we said we didn't do them. Um, yeah. But then, you know, it's evolved from there. But I'm glad that, that you caught on to that and mentioned that book. I'll have to read that as well. I'll yeah, it's, I mean, that's the biggest thing, too, about doing entrepreneurship is you have to read is you should really read a lot of books. And if you hate reading and it's not really intriguing to you, it might not be the best direction for you. You know, it's like you have to follow the fire that you have. And I hated reading as a kid. I absolutely hated it. And I really started reading when I was like 20, like 22. And I read the first Harry Potter book. And that was probably the only thing I ever got through cover to cover. But then after that, I was like, well, I don't really like fantasy. And I just like that story. But when I caught onto entrepreneur books, I got this, whoa, I'm really excited about this because there was this learning thing that I would have been missing. And, you know, and you learn from all these people, you know, if you read a 600 page book, you're not really buying that 600 pages, you're buying like a sentence or a paragraph or a couple sentences that someone does. And you're like, holy shit. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I swear not. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's that aha moment. And that was the biggest thing of that book was, you know, don't be good at everything, you know, be great at one thing. And it keeps you really focused. I literally say no probably 90% of the time. And my friends all yell at me. They're like, why aren't you designing? You've been making so much money. I'm like, it doesn't, it's, it, it strays from my focus. If my focus is off, then I feel frustrated. I don't internally feel good. And my whole day and week is completely off. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got from that. Do you have a team that you have to, to explain that vision to as well? Uh, the way I have it set up now is I'm, I'm using freelancers for bigger projects. So depending on the size of the budget, if it's a smaller budget, I'll take it on from beginning to end. If it's a larger budget, I can have my copywriter, designer, animator, uh, come in and help out. And in that sense, I kind of, I, I think they kind of know that, um, because I hire them based on them doing one thing really well. If I get a copywriter, I just want them to write copy, and that's all they do. And designer, I want them to just love designing and geek out on that. Like, I don't want them to go, oh, I'm just, I'm an animator too. It's like, well, you know, I mean, you kind of can have that, but if you're just really passionate in that one thing, the product's going to be so much better because if you're learning, if you just love design, you're constantly looking at other designers, you're comparing yourself and you're like pushing yourself in design and you want to get better. But if you're scattered and you're doing, oh, I design, but I'm also writing copy for a website. I'm also designing UX for a website. There's really no, there's no direction and they're not that good. So I don't really explain that vision. I guess things like this is where I can kind of get that out there. But other than that, I don't sit them down and say like, you know, I, I need you to be just great at this thing. You know, I don't like constantly stress that, but I'll maybe mention it and they're kind of like, okay, cool. I just really want to, you know, eventually get paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure even in the process, like when you, you turn something over to them, it, it, they may not be able to articulate it, but it's probably pretty apparent that that's what you want them to be focusing on. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I think they get it. And, you know, I, I talk with a lot of enthusiasm when I talk to people and I try to hire people that I get on a, I Skype with them or have a conversation and I'm like, you know, what's, what, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite band? Like, get, don't give me this. Don't try to sell me. Don't send me your resume. Don't send me this crap. Like I saw your work. It's good. 
you know, what do you like as a person? Are we going to get along? You know, are you passionate about things? Like, what do you, what excites you? And, and they're kind of thrown by that sometimes because I think freelancers and designers and, you know, creatives, they get stuck on this. Well, um, they, I think they get treated just like these, like robots. It's like, just do this monkey, you know, dance. Mm-hmm. And when someone comes in and actually treats them with respect, they're really thrown by that. And they're like, wait a minute, you can actually give me creative freedom. I'm like, yeah, like, this is what you're good at, so just do really well, and I'm not going to get in your way. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the video industry right now and um, future trends. Where do you anticipate? I mean, I know you mentioned video is still huge, and, and I certainly recognize that too. But do you see it shifting, or how has your business changed in the last year? The biggest thing I notice is the, I mean, video. The reason I choose video is because all you have to do is hit play and pause. There's nothing that will break it. When I used to do flash animations, you can hit one thing wrong and the whole website would crash or things would go wrong. And with video, the best thing about it is it's play and pause. Now, within that small region, there's all this playfulness you can really do with it. And now that Facebook has a header, um, the size of video is now changing to square that's again you're getting more there was a a, i have a podcast myself and i did an interview with someone from buffer and they were saying that square videos are getting more engagement than landscape videos and that's huge and now facebook is 85 percent of it's seen in you know with audio off because people are typically on their phones in public or Mm -hmm. let's say in the bathroom or you know on the train or wherever they are and they're just they're they're watching it so the the things I've seen is needing captions and, um, you know, building it so it's going to fit in Instagram or Facebook because that's where people are watching these things. And, and within that becomes a new dynamic of what should the story be. If you have a Facebook header, you can sit there and just have things kind of flash by or you can maybe be playful with it. You know, make it become like you're breaking the third wall down. You're being meta. I think it would be a cool video if someone was on Facebook and they know that people aren't watching it with sound on. If they kind of just pretended they were like there, like knocking on the knocking on the glass, pretending like you know, hey, and like doing like mime things, like they're trapped or something. <laughs> you know, I think they have to be playful. And so with video, you have to just the the thing I see is you just have to really think differently and break outside of what everyone else is doing, and that's what's going to keep you. That's what's going to make it effective. I love that. How, how do you stay inspired to create new and different projects for all of the clients you're working with? I just, I, at the beginning of the year, uh, I have like a, a business coach slash someone who just yells at me on Mondays and just says, <laughs> your ideas suck. <laughs> it's like literally one, he's pretty popular in the entrepreneurial world and I lucked out by getting this, um, ability to just text him because he's like every Monday text me where you're at and I'll just tell you if it's good or bad and when uh in the beginning of last year he said right take a piece of paper and just write down really simple what's what's your vision for the year what's your goal uh, and what are five things you want to accomplish and write it down and like physically write down a piece of paper and so the thing that leads back to me staying motivated is I said my what was that my mission was fun and my why that was it my why is freedom hmm. and i wake up and i say okay well i could potentially have you know 200 bucks in my bank account which i've talked about before um in my own like marketing or whatever 
And I'm like, you know, crap, this is, this is pretty stressful, but I also don't have to rush to work. I don't have to sit in traffic because I live two blocks from my office. I can go home during the day and walk my dog and no one's going to yell at me. Um, just the pure freedom of that. When you really, when you really attach yourself to it, it's really inspiring. And that makes you go, okay, like I can literally carve my day out. What do I want to do? And sometimes I'll be at work on a project. I'm like, well, I have enough time. I can get it done. I'm just going to, what do I want to do? I want to do my own animations today. So I'll just say no to everything. I'll turn everything off. I'll cut, turn off emails. I'll stop talking to people and I'll just create some stuff on my own. Hmm. You know, it's like you have to find out why do you do it and do it. You know, it's never this golden moment where it's just presented to you. It's, it's like, here's your time to do this. Everyone's waiting for that that when this happens that fit you know this will happen or someday someday it's like it's it's every day and you have to stop and say i'm going to take control of this and literally be excited and have fun because i can i'm really glad you mentioned that i think um as an entrepreneur there's always something you can be doing or you can be learning and you can be changing and making better and sometimes um at least for me that can become very overwhelming of like the endless list of things that need to get done at some point. Um, but, but they don't, you yeah. know, the honest, yeah. sometimes they really don't. If it's, if you're getting paid, yes. But sometimes you just step away and say, what happens if I don't do that? Mm-hmm. What really happens? Because uh, I was thinking about it today. I was waiting for, um, I was waiting for a check from a client and it came, it like just came out of nowhere, like two o'clock, which is so random. I don't even know how the mail even comes that early. <laughs> or actually no, it was one o'clock. I was walking my dog and I checked my mailbox. I'm like, holy crap. But oh my God, it finally came. And, and I'm thinking to myself like that in that moment was so stressful. But then I've had those moments happen before where it was like, this is everything. This is the moment. And then it goes away. And as soon as it's done, I'm like, it, I don't even think about it anymore. And I'm, th- my, my point is that there's these things that we think we're always, oh, we're always going to be stressed about this. We're always going to, it's always going to be this big thing. And it's, it's not like all of those big things we always thought about. You couldn't go back and say, oh my God, I remember that. Oh, that was such a big thing. And you could laugh at it now, you know? So these things that you think you really need to do, like literally, literally prioritize and say like, what's, you know, what is the one thing I need to do to have this be a successful year? And if none of those things go towards that, then stop doing them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you sure know, that. Stop doing that. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that um, I'm sure that weighs heavily, though, on how everyone defines success. And success may be, you know, one thing for one person and another for another. Do you do you write your goals each year and you just have that one thing as opposed to a couple of things you're working on? I try. My goal this year was not very – my goal was more personal this year. Like I had a lot of really – crazy personal stuff happened in 2014 until now. I was like really getting over this, a lot of this insane stuff. And my goal has mostly been just, you know, my life <laughs> really just, you know, he, my, my personal well being really doesn't like, I wasn't trying to like kill myself or anything. Like it sounds like it was a bit extreme, but like, you know, I had some really <laughs> bad stuff go down personally. And I was like, just trying to get out of the, get the smoke to clear. And, and within that, I was like, questioning, you know, did I really want to do my business? And like, did I really want to do all these things? So my goals this year were more focused personally and really being excited that way in the business. I kind of found my way back into it. Um, 
you know, it always teetered, but I really kind of got excited for it, like towards the end of last year into this year. And um, my goal has been more monetary um, instead of like, you know, do 10 amazing videos for, you know, that helps people battle cancer. You know, that would be an extremely amazing why. And that's something that's passionate. But if it's I need to make 100 grand this year, you know, if that's the one goal. You're kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. There's nothing exciting about that. So my goal for 2018 would be to have a passionate goal, like have something that's business connected. Um, so for this, it's been like it's, it's been really just more make this or sell this or something, and it's uh, you know, but it's really been just do what do what I wanted you to have fun in the business and stick to that. It's been kind of what's been keeping me going. Nice. If you don't mind diving in a little bit, I think as an like mental health is really important and setting personal goals and not letting, you know, your job and work and your career and your business consume your, all of your thoughts. So I think it's really neat that you focus one year specifically just on, you know, personal um, elements. Were there uh, like a process or or tactics that you put in place week to week to kind of monitor how you're, how you're tracking? I mean, did you practice meditation or yoga or um, what were some of those things that you did? A lot of that stuff. Um, there was one month in May. I bet my buddy a thousand bucks that I could quit drinking for thirty days, um, and I did. You know, I, I think that I, for me, I need penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there was there's that, and uh, I was really big and I've been big in a cross for the last seven years. But uh, this these past three months in the summer, I've totally fell off of it big time. But um, but leading up to that, I was like changed the way I ate. I was focused on that. Uh, I would write down on a piece of paper. How'd I do it? Um, and so there's a bunch of things I did. Let me kind of, kind of hone this in January 1st. I just started posting Instagram videos saying what I was grateful for. So every day I'd wake up, but I'd take my phone out and say, I'm grateful for the road because I get to help. It helps me get to work or I'm grateful for the people that sell me coffee every day because they're super awesome. And I really appreciate that. Um, that's a big thing that I've learned that all successful entrepreneurs um, and successful successful people have always done. The biggest thing I could say, if anyone is going to get anything out of this podcast, write down what you're grateful for or even think about one or three things every morning you're grateful for and it changes everything. Um, that's been super inspiring. There's a thing called a five-minute journal. It's really helpful. Uh, definitely recommend anyone buy that. Pay the 16 bucks. It's It's amazing. So writing down, journaling is good. Um, anytime I exercise, I'll meditate. I like meditating. I love it a lot. I do that. Uh, it's It fluctuates. Sometimes I'm on and then sometimes completely off. And I also had a piece of paper out that just said, what was it? It was uh, ate well, drank, um, exercised, meditated, uh, something else. And I would say yes or no. So it would be the day of the week, and just I'd put a yes or no across from it. I wouldn't do anything else. It was just kept it really easy. So I could track after 30 days or 60 days, oh, okay, well, this is why my weight's here because I have a lot of yeses in drinking <laughs> or a lot of yeses in eating crappy. Um, so, you know, those are, those are really – that was a really interesting way to keep track of those things, especially with pen and paper. It's, it's really good because it really – it fires off a lot of neurons uh, and activates just – more i can't really think of it it just if you type things it doesn't you don't want to attach yourself to it as much um let's see what else yeah i don't know a lot of stuff like that i think that's great I, what i'm learning about all of the great entrepreneurs that we're having the chance to chat with on the podcast is that 
everyone's motivated enough to come up with a system or a process if there's not already something out there. Like when you, yeah. I mean, you just have, you wrote something on a piece of pen and paper and that helped you stay motivated um, as opposed to making excuses like, oh, I don't know how to track this or um, I think that's cool. Yeah, I need an app. I need to download right. this app. I need yeah. to create an app. It's like, no, pen and paper. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> all you need is pen and paper. Exactly. Mike, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your top strength. What do you think that top strength would be and, and how do you use it every day? Oh, um, I think my ability to be vulnerable. I'm completely fine with being vulnerable. There was, um, what's it? Uh, what's, the, what's the book? Uh, Brené Brown? Uh, I haven't heard that. Uh, it's a it's really successful book right now. Brené Brown, um, she was... It's a book about being vulnerable, and uh, it's huge. She has TED Talks and stuff. And I read the book, and I'm kind of like, all right, why is this such a thing? And I said it to somebody, and they said, this this is so scary. And so I'm like, really? Like, that doing that's scary? I, I just – I didn't see it, and I thought, wow, I guess I kind of have that down. I don't – you know, I mean, there's certain things where I post, and I get really scared, or if someone makes a comment, it does affect me. You know, I'm not saying, like, I have, like – you know, I'm like the man of steel or anything like it definitely am vulnerable and in, um, in areas with comments and things and they definitely do affect me. Uh, but yeah, this, I have this ability to just, I don't know, just open up to people. And I think that helps them open up to me. I know I've had a lot of conversations with people through the years and they're like, they'll literally say, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, and it's this like really deep thing. And I think it's because I spent the first I don't know, whatever, how much time that we met each other, just really just talking and just letting all my stuff out. And they're like, holy crap, like this is kind of a safe space. Um, now I can let that out. And I think the biggest thing that anyone should do if someone's speaking to you or if they're, you know, expressing themselves, look at them, look at them, look them in the eye, don't interrupt them and don't change the subject and make it about yourself. That is the, I can't stand that. You know, people are focused and really opening up to you. Like, I really engage and like active listen and throw questions back what they're saying, so they actually know I'm hearing them. I can't stand when I'm talking to somebody and they literally will cut me off and say like, "Oh, there's that thing on the ground that or whatever that I was looking for." And I'm like, "Are you even here? Like, <laughs> where's your mind? Like, everyone's mind is so fast because of technology now. It's like slow down, mm -hmm. absorb." Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's tough. Hopefully that answers the question. No, it did. Yeah, I think vulnerability for sure. What is something that you're not very good at? Um, having people tell me what to do. Hmm. Unless I ask them to do. Uh, I don't like people giving me unwanted um, advice and or telling me that what I'm doing isn't realistic. I hate that. I can't stand someone's that, Oh, well, we got to be realistic. I'm like, based on who's real is who's reality. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, don't take me into your world where you have so many walls and it's so limited and confining and small. Like that's where you live. Don't bring other people in there because that's just kills me. It just, I get more mad. I'm like, are you trying to stop me? Are you literally trying to get in my way? Cause that really bothers me. That business um, coach of yours. How's that going? <laughs> you know every day <laughs> he's see when i but i welcome that when when i ask someone to tell me i am wide open i'm completely wide open to it i'm like all right tell me tell me you know the worst thing right now and they'll say it and i'm like ah crap i asked for it i'm like okay <laughs> like Fair enough. 
Yeah. So if I'm inviting it, absolutely. If I'm not, then I get really mad. I get really defensive. I'm like, go screw yourself. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. All right, Mike, I've got a couple more questions for you um, to wrap it up. What is next on the horizon for Drive 80? It's really just to, I don't know, I'm trying to find ways to create videos that are already pre-made and I can sell them as is with a little customization. I think that would be a lot better to like automate Hmm. and um like i did a project you know you jess from headbands of hope she had introduced us it did a um, real simple thing she sent me this this uh blinking text and it was you know sale and she's like can you do this i looked at it and i like sent it back to her in 10 minutes i mean like this and she's like oh my god i want can i can you do that and i said sure i'm like give me like 10 phrases so give me 10 phrases like for sale you know uh coming soon ends Friday just like something about deals where she could use it as animated gifts in email blasts or you know online or the video could be on Instagram and things like that so people know when there's a sale and I thought wow how cool would it be if I just made a 10 pack like that of these videos and sell them as is with you know four colors because the, the letters would change like four colors and I just say like you could buy this for 20 bucks but to customize it, you know, just the, just the colors would be 65 bucks. And if you want your own words, like be like 125 bucks. So I'm trying to find things like that to put out there where, you know, when you sell 10 or 20 of them, it's, it's like thousand, 2000, 3000 bucks that can be coming in faster. Um, so I'm always, that's what I'm trying to get drive to get to is putting out products that are as is and people buy them, you know? Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see where that goes. I mean, I think there's certainly a niche for that, you know, especially if people don't have a bigger budget to do something custom. Yeah, that's the big thing. A lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, that's you know, they'll come to me and they say, "Oh, I want, I really want this animation done. Explain a video is 60 seconds." I'm like, "Our pricing starts at like four grand. You know, it can be for 60 seconds, and that's if you give us a script." I mean, I'm charging certain clients up to like twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you know, and people and they're like, "Oh, I can't afford that." I'm like, "I know you shouldn't be paying for that as an entrepreneur. You should be." If you have $12,000 and you're like save that much money, like spend it somewhere else. Those, you know, that, that kind of stuff is for someone who has got a hundred thousand dollar a year budget. And this is one key component that's going to be used for years in that market strategy. You know, people are like, I need that big thing. I'm like, no, you don't just spend, spend that money in other ways. You can make it, you can really stretch that out. It shouldn't be with me. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think it goes back to that vulnerable, well, maybe not the word vulnerable, but just the honesty I really admire. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell people all the time. I'm like, look, like, don't. Why would Why would you spend that money with me? I'm, I'm like, I'm no, I'm, I know that what we do works, but that's stupid, you know. <laughs> for, I don't even spend four thousand dollars on marketing sometimes, you know. Like, I mean, I could also make a lot of it, but I, I find new, I find ways to really make a budget s- stretch. Definitely. Well, Mike, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more about your company or just you as an entrepreneur? You can go to drive80.com, D-R-I-V-E-8-0.com. You can also email me personally, mike at drive80.com, if you want to have any questions about animation. Or honestly, if you have a question about entrepreneurship, um, you can email me and just ask me that. I tell people this all the time, and they never do it, but it, the door is always open. I'm like, if you have a question, email me. I, I've been through so much stuff, and yeah, I'm nowhere near being like this crazy millionaire and things, but I have 
lived on my by my own rules since 2006 and even more by my own rules since 2012 so you know i put the time in to be you know i don't have a boss and and i make my own ways so if, even if that's something that intrigues you i can always answer those questions well thank you so mike i really appreciate your time and um yeah really appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me on this is awesome of course